There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode brought to you by Yahoo Sports Canada. My name is Iman. And I'm joined by Asad. Asad, what is up? Uh, none much. You know, feeling good after a Raptors win after a very long time. Um, the first post-pandemic win against the Dwayne Casey Detroit Pistons. So, got to feel good about that. You know, finally breaking the Casey curse. And uh, maybe, uh, you know. Some... Okay, okay, okay. But before before we even get to breaking the Dwayne Casey curse, I brought you back again this week to right or wrong. All right. So last week, I think the word is hubris. I think yeah. that's kind of what I, I'll take most of the blame for that because I think you predicted a loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I was like, it's okay, see, you know, they're going to win, which Fun fact is exactly what I did with Amit last year after the Oklahoma City Thunder lost by 50 points. And then I was like, yeah, when the Raptors play them, who cares that COVID has rampaged paged this entire team? They'll be fine. And that's exactly what um, happened uh, this week here as well. So tough week, but you just mentioned it. The Raptors are coming off of a big win against the Detroit Pistons. I tweeted out earlier today that Delano Banton did what Kawhi Leonard could not do, which is... Beat the Dwayne Casey coach Detroit Pistons as a Toronto Raptor. What were your takeaways from that game? Uh, thank God it's over. Uh, we we saw uh, you know, a Detroit Pistons team coming in with no Cade Cunningham versus a Raptors team with uh, no everybody. Uh, it seemed like it. Uh, the Raptors had very little healthy bodies in this one. Uh, you were kind of just hoping that they could string enough string enough offense and enough defense together to get through this one. And that's where you end up with Delano Banton getting, you know, the start at point guard or whatever you want to call it, because it doesn't seem like the Raptors really have any positions. Uh, but Hey, you know, we ran out the full six nine and Delano Banton gave us 27 points uh, with a career night. So quite, quite a scene to be honest. And not just Delano, I think realistically, again, the issue that's always been, it's like, Oh, who's going to be the backup point guard? Who's going to, back up Fred Van Vliet in the long term. Uh, I don't know if those questions got answered tonight. Um, I know people like to kind of jump like, hey, he did really good in like 30 minutes. That means he's going to do really well in 12 minutes. And that's usually not the case. It's usually a lot more freeing for a player to have more minutes, to make more mistakes, to be able to kind of play through the rhythm of the game, knowing you have shots ahead. And you kind of saw both Malachi Flynn and Delano Banton play with a lot more freedom. Uh, also, I think what really helped Delano Banton uh, in having a career night was sure he was the point guard, but a lot of times, and Nick Nurse said this after the game as well, was they had him off ball and he utilized the natural advantages he has. Delano Banton, very fast, very long, very good at attacking the rim. So guess what that makes him very good at? Slashing, cutting, attacking the basket, pushing the ball in semi-transition off a rebound, which are things he has not been doing all season. So to see him do that, while Thad Young plays like a, I don't know, 
a new age Marcus Hall. Like they basically <laughs> put him in a Marcus Hall set, gave him the ball in the high post, and said everybody cut. And boom, he hit them time and time again. I think the Raptors had like four four layups in the game that were just coming off of either back cuts, um, off of off ball action, while Thad Young was just at the top of the key, ready to whip that ball right to the rim. And you saw Delato finally, you know, cut off the ball, move a little bit when he didn't have the ball in his hand, and then guess what? He made some threes. He was aggressive with the shot. It's gone down. It went down last game, came in a little bit confident. And hey, if you told me that Delano Banton made the most threes on the starting lineup, which has OG Ananobi on it, then I would never believe you. And that's exactly what happened. So, you know, an awesome game to see uh, from Delano Banton. You always want your draft pick uh, from last year to play really well, right? And the Raptors got that tonight with Delano Banton. Shots. This is not the slander pod. I'm just saying one <laughs> I was of gonna I was up, gonna right? ask. So. I was like, honestly, some at some points looking at both of these rosters, both both teams kind of undermanned and kind of looked like a G League game at times. And I was like, oh, that's why Delano's shown up. <laughs> like he he felt very much in his element there. No, but you, I think your points on Delano are, are fantastic. Watching him without the ball is a huge, huge positive for a team that's really struggling to find who that backup point guard is. And we'll talk about someone else who kind of plays uh in that role there as well. But it's like, I think you and I have discussed this on here before. Watching him bring the ball up is not ideal Um, in that, like, teams just press. I think the Pistons are probably the only team that I've seen this year that allowed Delano space to bring the ball up on the possessions that he did. Teams have gotten a scouting report on Delano, which is press up on him. If you play a full court press on Delano Banton, it's a turnover. It's not, you're not advancing the ball past half court, which is something that he struggled with. And I think something that will continue to see him grow. But I, I agree with you watching him in the role that he had tonight, where he's just able to make cuts his three point shooting phenomenal today as well. And also clutch free throws. Like that is oh, yeah. so important for a team that has struggled to make free throws. And that's kind of what was the game for the Raptors tonight, right? The Pistons struggled to make free throws and the Raptors made them. This is a team. And I've talked about this so many times that is not going to, especially right now that they're undermanned, they're not going to out talent other teams. So every possession matters, which is why out rebounding your, your opponent matters, making sure that they're not getting offensive boards and making sure that you are to double your possessions there. Um, getting steals, not turning it over. Those are key things that increase the possessions that you have. And free throws are also free baskets. Make them Raptors. And tonight Delano did that in the clutch with four really, really, really crucial uh, baskets. I just think that poise that he had um, coming into the starting lineup, no one knowing that he was going to start prior to the game really um just uh, all kudos to delano banton yeah. and hey like just to continue on delano the point like when we talk about turnovers like to not be scared of being fouled in the clutch yeah. like other players would have been maybe a little bit more frantic like hey maybe we should pass the ball around um and just try to spin a little more clock and then whoever they foul they foul no delano we've watched ben simmons here we've, delano, we've, delano got we've the seen ball what there. that looks like Delano got the ball there and just waited for Jaden Ivey to come and foul him um, in a time when the Raptors were only up by uh, two points at the time. So those were critical free throws. So that shows gumption. Also, just like in terms of handling the ball, Delano Banton, that first quarter, uh, Delano and Malachi both combined, combined for a total of one assist and three turnovers. Two of them by Delano. They weren't great uh, turnovers either. Uh, neither was Malachi, to be honest. He just lost the ball. But 
Donovan also ended the game with two turnovers. So that kind of shows you how he slowed down, was able to take care of the ball for the rest of the game uh, and really get control of that, which is something you need your ball handler to do. The Raptors don't necessarily need a backup point guard in the sense of someone to run the offense, uh, but they do need someone to be able to bring the ball up past half court safely and get the ball to, you know, their better passers. You have Thad Young right now in the half court who can basically facilitate all the passing. You have OG Ananobi, you did a great job again in the paint all night, um, and then passing out of that and getting the ball moving from side to side. And then, you know, you had uh, Scott Barnes, uh, you know, throw the ball a couple times. So there a couple a couple passes were happening, uh, but really good on Delano for getting the ball up safely, uh, making clean passes, and making sure to attack where his spots were. And that's all you can really ask for. And you're hoping to see that continue because he's shown at the G League level. And now you're hoping that he can bring that same aggression and that same precision in his game night to night in a smaller role as well. I so won't stand for slander. Hey, look, I won't stand I, for the slander, but let's, let's pivot. Hey, look, I, I would, I would Scott. never, I would never slander Scotty Barnes. Unfortunately, he's been missing in action. Instead, we have Dunker Spot Scott Dunker in his place. Spot. First of all, that was a beautiful, that was a beautiful find. Uh, you want, you want Scotty's role to not be limited to just standing in the dunker spot, um, waiting for a great pass. But that, that was a beautiful find. Is that, was that Delano? I feel like it was Delano who got it to him yep. there. Yeah. Delano hits him in the dunker beautiful, spot. Beautiful, beautiful hitting him in the dunker spot. You know, that, that's, that's where you can really, really find yourself when you can't find the rest of your game. And like, and hey, Iman, let's hear your thoughts on why you think Scotty, Scott, Scotty, whoever you want to call him is going through this extended slump. Uh, we can call it a slump at this point. It's been however many games, and the numbers do not look good. They don't. They don't. Um, and I, I still say, just to, to throw some positivity in, he had some passes tonight. He had, like, two passes that I could think of where I was like, let's rewind that instead of watching the next possession over. He he still has his moments of brilliance. I, I do think that I'm going to use the injury excuse at all times. <laughs> okay. I do think it's, I, I think that he is hobbled. I'm watching him walk up the court uh, and run up the court and it kind of feels a little jagged. It kind of feels a little limpy. Uh, you kind of see him like look over his ankles at times. Um, but in all honesty, like what is Scotty's issue right now? Defense. <laughs> like, when we're talking about it, he doesn't seem, and, and that might be an ankle issue as well, right? Like I think in terms of like the offense that we could talk about OG's offense, right? Like I, I think that that's kind of been a little shaky in terms of him, one, not turning the ball over, but two, in terms of the shot making, like, that's something that we haven't seen from OG. Now he, credit to him, gets inside, gets down low. If he's not turning it over, it's great. And I I, I love the um the showing your work from OG Ananobi offensively. Um, and, and we haven't necessarily gotten that from Scotty, but there is no effort on the defensive end either. And I think that that's a major, major, major issue when you are not doing what you can offensively. I mean, I said it a couple of minutes ago, this team is not talented enough as of right now, especially considering how many injuries they have to give lackadaisical efforts on the other end, right? And we know that Scotty has the ability to be a good defender. He gets lost quite often. <laughs> um, and, and ball watchers, I think you had a possession where you said it was the, uh, uh, in the last game, um, I think you called it the DeAndre Jordan yeah, so. defensive play, which is just, it, which um, for those of you guys who missed it, there was this clip going around uh, of DeAndre Jordan's defense, which was essentially just, turned around from where the ball was I mean there were like three offensive rebounds on him in the span of like 
10 seconds that he could have gotten each and every single one of. And Scotty had that moment where it was like, I don't, I don't know that you can even call it ball watching. His back is turned to everything uh, in those moments. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's been weird. Uh, I think one part of it, it feels like a bit of an unmasking where it's like you go from playing with some really, really good offensive and defensive players where you have good spacing, you have, you know, the floor is balanced. You're not taking on the best defenders of the other team. You're not, um, you don't have as much pressure on you. So offensively, things are easier. The reads are a little bit easier. You're attacking tilted defenses already. And then defensively, hey, you're more of a point of attack defender, right? When, when you think of the Raptors healthy, where's Scotty Barnes usually? He's outside on the perimeter um, or he's out in the corner, right? So in those situations, it's kind of like, hey, send the guy as wide as possible. You're going to get blown by sure. But the Raptors have so many other good backline defenders in Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobia. Fred, Van, uh, Fred Van Vliet either who pinches in. Uh, but now suddenly, you know, a lot of those guys are not there. Um, OG Ananobi very much extended. Thad Young is now the person helping on the back line, which as great as Thad Young is, not a rim protector. <laughs> he does not have the vertical spacing um, left yet. Uh, we saw Otto... Juan Joe Hernandez in the back line. Yeah. So Speaking it's, of. it's not that like Scotty's playing poor defense because he's playing with poor defenders. It's also just that his mistakes are even more obvious to see because there's not as many people covering up. That also being scared, there are like seven possessions a game where Scotty is just kind of standing in the dunker spot on defense between the man in the corner and also not helping on the man driving, which is kind of wild. And then, you know, the ball will go up in the air and he won't find a body to box out. And suddenly the guy from the corner is running and grabbed the rebound for an offensive rebound. Uh, so those are things that, you know, are easily correctable it's more focus it's more him just getting kind of lost in things whether or not he has an ankle injury that's uh, what i'm sure. claiming it's reasonable i think he's just kind of a I little bit overwhelmed hobbled. i think he's a little overwhelmed i think he's a little lost in it and he just kind of needs to find his groove back hobbled. that being said until then i'm gonna call him dunker scott dunker spot scott that's awful uh, awful especially because like even in these moments like I, I do want to say like yes scotty is having a slump and i think it is magnified because It's magnified because, of course, Pascal and Fred and Gary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. And all these guys that are part of your starting lineup are not there. So I think just in terms of like the slump that he's having, I think he's just having. And I do think that that is amplified in terms of the way that the public is viewing it because we don't have Pascal to be like, oh, MV Pascal or whatever. So I, I think on the other end, yes, maybe it looks worse on the court because he doesn't have people cleaning up his mistakes. But I also think we're so hyper-focused on it because this is a moment where we need Scotty to take that next step and take that next leap in order to carry this team. And that isn't something that people are seeing right now. I will caution everybody by saying we're in like the third week of his second season in the league. He will be fine. He, he, we've seen what Scotty can do. We know how good Scotty can be. He is having a slump right now. Uh, I do still think it's an ankle injury. I th- I've said this in terms of like his lack of aggression, even on the offensive end, which is something that, you know, a lot of people are kind of upset about just the, the passivity, the, the not getting into the paint. We, we, he had a monstrous dunk uh, a couple of games ago. So we know he has the ability to do it. It's just being there consistently. Um, but I, I, I'm kind of optimistic about Scotty Barnes moving forward. I think that people who are a little down on him right now, it'll blow over. He's having a sophomore slump. It happens guys. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure he's going to be great. I like there's, we've seen Scotty Barnes. crazy high. Scotty Barnes will be great. Dunker spot Scott for the time being just needs to, you know, play his role find his niche and then he's going to have a five for six game and suddenly he'll be back. I don't uh, like but... any nickname that was given to Ben Simmons to be given to Scotty Barnes. I will not stand for it. <laughs> I will not. Um, but let, let's move on to, to, to Thaddeus Young, who um, has been one of my favorite players to watch just point blank period uh, over the last few games. Um, <laughs> heaven sent truly. Uh you you compared him to Marcus Ole. I often compare him to Kyle Lowry, although he does not get enough charges. Uh, he should be getting way more. Um, it's a gripe that I had. He had one today that I thought was a charge, but it was called a blocking foul, which was absolutely nonsensical. Um, what what are your thoughts uh, on Scott on Thaddeus Young, who's entered the starting lineup with these? Yeah, well, with Marcus Ole or Kyle Lowry, they both have. It's more kind of the same type of player it's someone who is incredibly smart knows how to play the game of basketball and is thinking seven moves ahead but no longer has maybe the physical capabilities to do those things so he is basically just kind of mind warping these young guys into the right right spots to get him bucket so it's like hey yeah jeff doughton make that back cut i'm throwing you the ball hey Juancho hernan gomez please keep running this route i'm just gonna force the ball to you and then you can just make the next pass over. You constantly see Thaddeus Young directing where the next pass needs to go. He's pointing to where the ball needs to go. Um, you see him just flying in for rebounds, really doing all the things outside of scoring um, that he can do to kind of keep this young team in line and winning games. Like a lot of times people talk about veteran presence. Uh, shout out Louis Scola, veteran presence. But like, this is what it is. Like, you need to have a vet who knows how to play the game of basketball, knows how to balance the floor, knows how to get the ball going from side to side. And 
he simplifies the game for a lot of people where now you don't have to think as much, right? Right now you see Scotty Barnes kind of having to think on balls constantly. Like, uh, what do I do? Do I attack? Do I go right? Do I go left? Do I pull up for a jumper? It's like, no, give me the ball here. I'll make that initial move. I'll bring everyone in and then dump it off to you. And now you can make the second play, make the third play, whatever it might be. Right. So, and also one of the things I think that young um, brings a benefit to is one of the things that the Raptors have been sorely missing since Pascal Siakam went down, now especially Fred Van Vliet went down, um, is OG Ananobi's been awesome. Like, whether or not his efficiency, he didn't have his touch in this Detroit game, but he has been awesome in terms of getting to the spots that need, he needs to get to, playing great defense and, you know, getting buckets and staying aggressive. But one of the things that you need is when you're when you're the main guy, when you're that, like, the main scoring option, is you need to also have somebody who can get you the ball in some easy spots. And Thad Young has done a great job of just getting OG Ananobi a couple easy looks a quarter, which is something that nobody else on the team has really been able to do um, outside of like a Fred Van Vliet or a Pascal Siakam. Um, and it's one of the things that, you know, you task Scotty Barnes with, but he's been having trouble doing that with so much attention on him and so little spacing. So like Thad Young's been amazing. We've always kind of known that he plays really well. Uh, he was always a really good um, addition to the starters in every single lineup. And now you're getting to see him in extended minutes to so him kind of wear, uh, work off that rust. And hopefully this means that he'll have a large role moving forward. It seems okay. like Nick Nurse really trusts him and Otto Porter together as a unit. They also seem to play really well together as a unit. Uh, both of them have their, you know, quirks. Otto Porter, great three-point shooter, will randomly air ball a three once a game. And Thad Young, who is, you know, a great passer and a great decision maker, will, you know, Sometimes just misfire and throw a pass to a guy who's like covered by two guys in transition. But you know what happens? Uh, Kyle Lowry, the best of them, also would randomly, you know, nope, crawl never through, saw it, never saw through, anything bad. Crawl through George Hill's legs in the middle that, of the play. That so, <laughs> is a winning play. You know, you want you want your you want you know these type of creative uh, guys who are creative with the ball to be a little bit creative with them. And it's great that Thad Young is getting the ball in his hands to be able to use his skills, which is his brain. He has a giant brain, giant basketball brain, and you want him to be in positions to be able to use it and make the game easier for the people around him. So, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm agreeing with you on that. I just have to defend Kyle Lowry really quickly because I read this article recently about the Boston Celtics new offense that is taking the league by storm, which is letting the ball roll before your point guard picks it up, which... For Raptor fans, we know that that's something that Kyle Lowry does. It's something that point guards have done for generations. But here's why it's great. It buys your team some extra time, right? So the, the, the game clock is moving, but the shot clock is not moving because your offensive possession has not started if nobody on your team has touched the ball, right? Kyle Lowry going through George Hill's legs. It was a foul. He's always going to get called a foul. Except they had to review it. People had to talk about it. People had to figure out what was going on. What did that do? That bought an extra timeout. I'm just saying great point guards look for the added advantage to earn their team either an extra possession, some more time, or an additional timeout. So in my opinion, what Kyle Lowry did was not just innovative. Um, it was the best thing I've ever seen. So. Anyway, let's move forward. Uh, <laughs> I just had to defend Kyle Lowry really quickly. Um, I do want to talk more about OG Ananobi. You mentioned him there, but not so much OG. Let's, let's focus in. Let's go back to Scotty. Let's focus in on OG. Anybody in the starting lineup. The Raptors 
are going to have a tough road. Who knows when Pascal comes back or when Precious comes back? What are they going to need from the OGs and the Scotties in order to stay afloat during this stretch? Well, from Scotty, you'll need literally anything. Um, right now, he's not really giving you much. If he's going to not play defense that well, not really do anything on offense, be kind of just like, you know, uh, an observer, then really he's just a big body that's out there absorbing minutes, which is unfortunate because really what you want Scotty Barnes to be is like, hey, even if you don't have an offense, you know, be the best rebounder that's there. You're the biggest guy. You're the longest guy. You're very athletic. Get on the boards, you know, just bring energy, just create, start, try to create some things. Um, and we've seen him try to force the issue. And tonight it seemed like he very much decided to be off the ball and be kind of a bit more passive. Um, and in his stead, you know, you had Thad Young making decisions, which worked out for tonight. Um, you had OG Ananobi just like continuously attack the paint. OG could not buy a three-pointer. Had only one, I think he only had one make at the end of the Can game. Can he buy a mid-ranger? But, hey, uh, the mid-range shooting is what it is with OG Ananobi, but like the amount of times that he got into the paint, got a great look, got fouled. He got fouled so many times, yeah. especially late in the game. It was starting to slow down. OG Ananobi, two straight drives um, in the fourth quarter that got called for fouls and got him to the free throw line. That's mm-hmm. that's that's what like, your vet players do. Even if you don't have a go and you've seen Pascal Siakam do it on nights where Pascal's six for 18, you know, the odd night every seven. And what does Pascal do in the fourth quarter? He's still attacking. He's still getting the line. Yeah. And that's what you want. Uh, that's the growth that you want to see and the maturity you want to see and see that from OG Ananobi. And then on the other end, just like game-saving blocks, two game-saving blocks in that fourth quarter from OG. I don't think there's much more you can ask of him. Uh, he's kind of been doing everything. Um, he also player of the year. Just doing everything, uh, everything to keep you entertained and keep this team alive. Uh, so you're just really hoping that Scotty Barnes can, you know, bring anything. Uh, if he can just rebound a little bit, that would be great. If he can, you know, maybe just be a little bit more aggressive, get into the paint and kicking the ball out. Uh, just see where his spots are that he can attack and kind of find himself again. Uh, even with the starters, like Scotty, at the end of the day, it's like we don't necessarily need a 25-5-5 and game from Scotty Barnes. You could survive with like a 13-12-3 game or a 15-8-5 game, right? Like those are still within like realistic possibilities of a good game, but what you can't have is just him become a complete non-factor. Um, outside of that, whoever the fifth starter is, whether it's, you know, Ken Birch getting to play four minutes today, who knows, maybe he gets to play next time. Uh, Otto Porter, you know, just hoping he stays healthy. Um, he stubbed his toe in the first half, was out the second half. So you're really just kind of hoping that the rest of the guys can give you something. Uh, looking to, the, like, the bench guys uh, that brought it, Jeff Doughton, great energy defensively, point of attack. He was, that throat he, shot that he took. He was right all over, uh, you know, Jaden Ivey. And then, you know, Malachi Flynn, uh, he's only playing so many minutes. I thought he did a pretty good job of making sure the Raptors got into their sets, got the ball moving. Yeah, there was a little bit of clunky stuff, but also he's one of the better pick and roll operators. And you saw him when he got some good screens from Chris Boucher and Christian Coloco. He's able to get downhill, get to the paint, get the ball out to the corner. And then the Raptors were able to create stuff out of that. Uh, And he stayed aggressive with his shot, which is another thing with Malachi. That's also been an issue with Delano is, hey, you guys are out there. You have the ball. You're probably the better ball handlers out there right now. Can you please be aggressive and use your tools? So Malcolm Flynn was aggressive with his shot out there, hit a couple threes, uh, and that really kind of broke the ice for that bench unit, which always struggles for points. So that was good to see. Uh, these are the guys you're going to kind of have to rely on to get you 
you know, little bits and pieces. So that way the starters don't completely fall off because last I, I agree. Seen, now let's look, let's look more specifically. So the next game that the Raptors play is going to be against the Miami heat. And that is on Wednesdays, so Kyle Lowry, the groat. Um, and you know, they just, they just had a, a, a close win over the Phoenix suns who have been absolutely soaring. The Raptors have played the Miami heat place already so it just feels like so much <laughs> so early what are you expecting from that game uh let's just hope that someone is healthy by then because i hope that no one gets hurt <laughs> that's also true and so against the miami heat you're hoping no one else gets hurt and you're hoping you get a couple guys back you're not gonna have pascal siakam but you know fred van vliet let's get him some vitamin c let's get him some gatorades you know, let's get him well hydrated. That get is him true. Over that is it would true. be great to have Fred VanVleet back because he would solve a lot of problems. So would Gary. Uh, even Gary Trent Jr. Gary Trent Jr., honestly, like, he has been struggling with his shot. Yeah. And it's not that he's been taking bad shots. Like, yes, he's taken a few bad shots, but he's been missing, like, wide open shots. So he's looked a little banged up. He has taken some hard falls throughout the season. So you're hoping that with the rest, maybe he comes back healthy and then suddenly you – Get a little bit of scoring punch from Gary Trent Jr., which would be, you know, again, life-saving for this Raptors team. Uh, and then, hey, if you have those guys, then maybe you have a shot against a Miami team that, you know, as good as they can be on their best nights, uh, also really, really struggle <laughs> to score. Uh, you know, Kyle Lowry, uh, greatest Raptor of all time, but also, you know, He's the greatest Raptor of time because he's kind of old now. He's has a long history with the team because he's old and it comes through, you know, he'll have a good game and then he'll have a bad game and then he'll have a good game and then he'll have a bad game. So, you know, as much as we love to see Kyle, let's hope for a bad game. Wouldn't be bad. Uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, you know, maybe that needs to We just hope tricky. that everybody else has a bad game on Miami, but Kyle has a good game. That's totally possible. Okay. Um, but I think the thing to look out for is the reunion of Caleb Martin versus Christian Coloco. Uh, you know, finally, Let's see what Christian Coloco can do in that game. He's been a little bit quiet for a little while. He had a big role in those first couple Miami games. So it could be interesting. But, um, yeah. Dang, there might be some Taylor Swift in the arena. Hashtag bad blood. Thank you so much, Essid, for joining me. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and comment. My name is Iman. Essid, join me. Thank you all. 